Unique, yet common sense opinions on sports. This is Jeff Allen Sports Talk. All right, it is my pleasure to welcome back to the program one of my favorites to have join us on JAS, Scott Lynn from the Lynn Murray Solly podcast. Scott, great to have you back. Jeff, always a pleasure. How you doing, man? Man, I'm doing great. Uh, uh, I know the the weather here in Florida is uh, much better uh, than it is up in your uh, neck of the woods, and not so much weather related, but uh, <coughs> smoke related. <laughs> yeah, it's been an interesting week. Obviously, I'm in the Mid Atlantic, just outside of the nation's capital, and I think yesterday Philadelphia had the worst air quality. I was I was actually joking with our friend Steve Solomon. Not really something to joke about. I didn't know you could max out the air quality meter at like 440 something, like like court, like total quarterback rating or ESPN's, you know, like the QBR. You can throw a perfect game and what's what's the perfect quarterback rating? 156, 128, <laughs> whatever. But Philly maxed it out. We heard the mayor in Washington D.C., Mayor Muriel Bowser, the other day say it went to code purple, which apparently is worse than code red. Like Solly was Solly was half joking. He said. Can't we get like some sort of universal standard where red is the worst? If it's green, that's normally go or good. But I mean, to the folks who have to deal with that and, it, you know, it, the sky was not orange like Mars or a Star Wars movie um, over your nation's capital. It was hazy. It smelled like lots of sawing wood at a lumber yard where you walked out right away and went, it's too early for a barbecue. And if your barbecue smells like that, you should check for inhabitants. And <laughs> and it was just a very, you know, but it's it seems to be clearing out. My youngest eighth in now in rising ninth grader, he started his summer baseball league and he's still in middle school, but they kept the kids indoors yesterday. And again, not nearly, you know, what the people in, in New York were dealing with or Connecticut or where, however else it sort of, we all saw the dramatic pictures, but the air quality was pretty crappy. So, you know, but hopefully better weekend ahead and things started to clear last night into today and the air quality much better. Yeah. So there you go. Weather's been great, though. Yeah. We could use a little rain just like they can in Quebec and Nova Scotia, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. For, for sure. For sure. So uh, been a while since we had you on the show and wanted to kind of touch on a few uh, topics with you, most notably uh, the team that you have covered for many, many years in the D.C. area, the Washington Commanders, the the sale Still yet to be approved by the owners, but uh, I know you being an Eagles fan, me being a Cowboys fan, that uh, you know we would probably wish that Dan Snyder would own the team forever so they would stay where they're at. <laughs> but I know uh, but- it's it's funny. So I, I, I'm working different hours these days, producing a show at night for for BetQL at MGM tonight. There's the plug with my friends Trista Crick and Ryan Horvat and Nick Ashu. All right, plugs over. Sure. I listen to a lot of different things in the afternoon, consumer of the product, consumer of one, two, three local sports radio stations, as well as my friends on the BetQL network during the day, Nick and Ken on You Better You Bet. So I'm I'm switching around because the commute is, as it is in a lot of big cities, it's trafficy. That said, Jeff, the, the thing that I noticed, and we can talk a little bit about the nuts and bolts, there is, it's it's a different era in content. And it now sounds like a normal, air quotes, a normal city talking about football team prospects instead of Dan Radio all the time. And I'm not pinning that on my, a lot of these people are my friends and former coworkers, but 
they're talking about minicamp and Sam Howell and Terry McLaurin and uh, Dotson and, you know, what the running backs are up to and and Chase Young and and Montez Sweat. And, and uh, like there's it's football for football's sake instead of, oh, I just want him to sell the team. And again, I don't say that in a negative way, mm. but the cloud has been hanging over the broadcasting angle of man we need a new owner all right i'll hang up and listen to your next comment yes we need a new owner all right let's go to the next caller hey what do you think <laughs> well I don't, i'll talk about sam Howell, but we need a new owner but you're getting a new owner there there's there's such a sense of relief from my friends who are forever decades long fans and had been invested in this organization some of them left and they ain't never coming back and that's fine that's a choice you you make and after 20 years almost i think it's yeah it's 20 yeah. 20 plus you should have gone out you should have gotten out because you were mistreated and it's super unfortunate but to hear rivera answer football questions and not have the backdrop i mean there's still so many things that are unknown but it's the the corners turned you know what it's like it's I think where we are, and as you said, you know, they, they still have to, there, there have been papers signed, but it still has to be fully vetted by the league and approved, and we'll get there. It's kind of like your team has a, I don't know, a, a, the Phillies once blew this, actually. I think it was 1964. They were up six with like six games to play, and they collapsed. I don't want to say that that Snyder's going to come back, but once the NFL fully vets this, there will probably be an even bigger audible sigh from the collective fan base. But they're happy, Jeff. I mean, how could they not be happy? You have a guy who is is, is having a blast and developing several organizations at once who is well-respected. He had a minority piece of the Pittsburgh Steelers, Mr. Harris did, and great group, lots of money, price has been approved by Snyder. Snyder, you know, sort of tangentially moving out of the area. He lived in in Montgomery County, Maryland, where I reside. Two very different neighborhoods, mind you, of course. But he's he's off the radar, out of here. You know, they're waiting for that. It'll be like some sort of presidential desk type thing where, you know, the president (laughs) licks the pen. And finally, with the stroke of the pen, ownership has been transferred and the league is approved. And, you know, finally, but... It, it it seems a lot more normal of a, a mini camp era at this you know portion of the summer where it's fake football, but people are excited about the fake football and the backdrop, the specter of Snyder is it's gone, man. Yeah. It's gone. Yeah, for it to be back on the field, new offensive coordinator, and Eric Bieniemy on scene. Sure, of so, course. And yeah, know. good stories about <laughs> yeah. him screaming bloody murder and and yanking. You know, he's like first unit, get off and bleep 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 bleep. And listen to you know the guys that I know and the girls that I know that that cover the team on a daily basis, like the D word. Insert your own pun there is nowhere to be found. It's all football, and these folks and the fans above all else have been waiting such a long time to not have to deal with this. Yeah, that's for sure. So, uh, you know, as I mentioned earlier, you are a Philadelphia Eagles fan. Of course, you know, I think the Eagles had a pretty successful season last year. Uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm disapp- I was disappointed. I was bummed the way it ended, obviously, but 
uh, you know, uh, come on. Yeah. Of course, of course, I'm happy and I'm happy for things to come as well. Yes. Yeah, so got that on the horizon. And of course, now Jalen Hurts has gotten the big, the big, big, big money, the big cash. So, you know, has has he done enough to, quote unquote, be in that stratosphere? Uh, you know, I know I know sometimes. You know, we we kind of label quarterbacks as elite, not elite. Where do you where do you stand with Jalen Hurts? I mean, there's still work to do. I'm very happy. I'm I'm happy. I'm happy they did this. I'm happy they did this ahead of the few others. And you you can name the names of sort of who's on the runway for the next jet to you know earn his big old deal. And God bless all those guys. Howie Roseman's really smart. If you can get this done before others set the market or reset the market or reset the market after the market's been reset by, you know, uh, up the steps you go, man, that's that's good on Howie, good on the good on the organization. Good for Jalen. I mean, I'm I'm not going to be, you know, the Grinch and say, oh, I'm fine with him. No, he's good. There's a tremendous amount of upside. There's a lot of tools around him. Go with God. I'm I'm ecstatic that it's done. I'm ecstatic that it was done at the time that it was done, because then you saw others, including Lamar Burroughs up next. Justin Herbert's going to be right around the corner. I mean, those dudes are going to set and reset. And they'll, because it's a quarterback-driven league, and they're all very special individuals, I'm glad our guy is happy with what he got when he got it. You know, I mean, the draft addressed what, you know, it's a team that went in with some, you don't, you don't say a team that was the runner up has weaknesses mm. and all they did was restock the defense with more amazing players. And they go out and they add, they lose Sanders to the, the Carolina Panthers. I mean, miles is miles is fine. At times I had probably the biggest problem with how they were using their running backs, but I'm no football coach, Jeff. But they then restock and they get Rashad Penny, who's a lot of fun when he's healthy, and they get Swift from Detroit for pennies on the dollar as far as draft capital. Okay, thank you. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I, I, I'm very happy going into the season. I'm, you know, I look at the odds. I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty crappy better, although I hang with very good ones. But I'm very happy to see them in the same neighborhood as Kansas City and Buffalo and the Niners because they're really, really good. Yeah. So I'm I'm happy with this as we sit here, you know, in early June, as it were. Yeah. So you got to feel positive prospects, but it's very interesting because you know, as 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 we've often said during the NFL season, it's a week to week business, mm-hmm. and you know, from one season to the next, it's you know, a season by season business, because you look at the NFC East, you know, very rarely does anybody repeat as the champion of the division. Uh, It's kind of always up and down. So, uh, but I would say, you know, given what you have just discussed, their prospects of having a chance to repeat in the division are not bad. (laughs) No, not, not at all. And I mean, I'll, I'll ask you because this, you know, this isn't always about me as much as you'd like it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, you know, I think Washington's good. I, Sam Howell is, is the ultimate question mark. We don't know what, you know, he's got tools around him um, that, you know, their, their O line will get better, but their defense is sick and they've got, they've got a lot of tools as far as the air game goes, the running back stuff. I'm, I'm a big Brian Robinson fan. And again, you know, 
they're they're good. That's a, that's a decent team with a really good defense and some studs uh, across the board at various positions. Okay, that's part one. The Giants are on the come. You know, they because where were we at what? Let's call it week six or week seven last year when we looked around and saw the Giants with a Galladay mess and injury issues at tight end and wide receiver. And we're like, all right, how are they going to do this for the rest of the season? Dable's a good coach. Daniel Jones, for all of the Dallas bias, Philly bias, my oldest son of the three kids is a huge Giants fan. I love giving him lip about Jones. (laughs) Jones is good. Jones got paid. That was magical, borderline magical, how Dable was able to get that much out of that group. And they're not trash. But they they weren't heralded. That's that's a good coach, Jeff. That's so. Those are your two sub teams, if you will. They're both pretty decent. Dallas is good, I think. And I'll ask you, what's your biggest question mark? And then I'll answer it. And then you can tell me I'm wrong. Yeah. Your biggest question mark coming into the the year. I like that they got Brandon Cooks. I still love Dak. Pollard is, I think, unappreciated, not unappreciated. I think he's underestimated. I think he's really, really good. Mm -hmm. Would I like to go see them go get Dalvin Cook? You're damn right. I think the biggest question mark is this Schottenheimer-McCarthy offensive puzzle. And we saw what stuff like that looked like last year when Belichick tried to do it with this, this, this potpourri of coaching to lead the offense. Like, I want, that's my biggest question mark is Mike McCarthy and Brian Schottenheimer. Yeah, I I would have to agree. That is the biggest question. I mean, defense, I mean, they're loaded for bear. And, of course and, they are. And, Mike and, is freaking awesome. They yeah. got – I mean, they got they got dudes. That's yeah. a good, it's a good team. I'm not, yeah. I'm not an idiot. I'm not yeah. – oh, Dallas sucks. The yeah. Giants suck. Washington sucks. Those those are those are those are worthy opponents. All oh, of them. Oh, yeah. And, you know, and you, you, you bring up the Schottenheimer thing because it is interesting, you know, they're – Kellen Moore had run his course. And, you know, and, you know, sometimes he looked like a genius. Other times he looked outcoached. Um, you know, that's so, you know, part of the growing pains. He's still a very young coach when you, when you look at his career. Um, and now he's with San with Diego. Herbert and yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm excited to see that combination because I, I, Justin Herbert's a man crush. So, yeah. I, you know, <laughs> Listen watch Kellen Moore go, watch Kellen Moore and go light it up. Jeff. Oh, that's yeah. That's going to happen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and of With course, the gambler that, uh, that Brandon uh, Staley is, like, come on. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, I called them San Diego. <laughs> the, I, I never, I, I, I never graduate to the LA Chargers. But, okay. uh, but yeah. And, and I guess what is Dak called it? The Texas Coast offense with the melding of West Coast offense and, Cute. and, and, and all that. So, uh, that, that is the big question to be seen. You know, they've, uh, you know, they've, they've strengthened, you know, they've got a good tight end group, uh, which I think is going to be key to this, to this offense this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did like the Brandon Cooks pickup. I think that was a, a very savvy. As, as long as he's happy, he's yeah. great. Like he's legit great, but you know. he was not happy. And it wound up being a much, his absence wound up being a much bigger story than any presence he could have provided. And then after a while, it's pulled them off the field. They're like, no, you're you're done here. Yeah, it was, um, and with CD Lamb becoming an elite receiver, uh, you know, Michael Gallup still a very strong contributor. I mean, yes. this is a this is this right. The fact that Gallup is like a three or four amongst that group, yeah, That's, yeah Gallup, Gallup <laughs> again. I, I got no problem. Gallup makes some ridiculous catches. So yeah. yep. yes, uh, it's 
it's a good neighborhood and they're going to push each other. You know, do I think the Eagles are that much better? I think they are better than the Giants. Yes. I think they are better than Washington. Yes. I do think they're better than Dallas, but I, I don't think there's a massive, you know, again, if Hal comes in and gets it, you know, you're, you're going to have two teams battling closely for third place. And, 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 and as you said, it's cliche, but it, and I'm, I'm not faulting you for the cliche. Yeah. I use it too. It's a week to week league. And we don't know who's going to get hurt, Jeff. That's the other thing. <laughs> yeah, that's the big thing. That's the sucky part. Yep, right. That's exactly right. So we had big news this weekend for, you know, never in my wildest dreams did I ever think that golf would capture headlines in NFL-style level like they did this week with the merger of uh, the, the PGA and Live or PIF. Uh, you know, it's all that alphabet soup stuff going on there. But uh you know, this is very interesting to me because, you know, in the past when we've had league mergers and whatnot, you know, the the AFL-NFL, the AFL, you know, went five, six years before that happened. The ABA-NBA went probably about nine or ten years uh, before that happened. And now, you know, Liv's been on the scene for, you know, barely a year. And and now they're now they're joining together as one. To me, that's a very interesting aspect. And, of course, we all know money is the biggest driver in everything. <laughs> and in certainly everything. certainly here, that is the case. <laughs> I mean, we had we had John Feinstein on the national show as tied into golf and golfers, as you will find, and just released a book, ironically, uh, about David Faraday. And Faraday is uh, clearly so much more than his departure last summer to go broadcast for Live. He's... Uh, a raconteur extraordinaire, a guy who has battled some demons and stories and stories and stories and, and all, all good. So John's tied into all of this and just listening to him talk. And he was nice enough to come on before he even tweeted about it. And then he was hammering Jay Monahan, the commissioner. I mean, from, and I, I'm, I'm not my friend, Zabe. I'm not, you know, I'm my youngest likes golf. I like to watch golf. I'm, I'm far from an expert. Do I have an opinion? If you want to hear it, happy to share it with you. I'm shocked. I mean, I'm still, this is a massive family rift. And I know that Rory gave his blessing, air quotes. And every day there's going to be additional stories and sound bites that we can all attempt to unpack and add to our understanding. So what I tell you on June 9th is going to still be consistent, but with every additional bit of, you know, Yesterday, we found out through reporting that maybe John Rahm was going to be the next domino to fall. And that's really what forced Jay Monahan's hand. He looks silly. Like, you cannot say everything he said, whether you support or don't support. He looks like a fool. And he's like, well, you know, things have changed. And he starts to sidestep. I don't, I don't feel for Rory. Rory is an, an incredibly talented. I, I love Rory. Yeah. I don't feel badly for him like I feel bad for families that experience loss or children that are dying. Don't don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. I feel badly for Rory because he looks like a fool. He sat there, Jeff, and he took all these arrows and defended. And Rory also seems like a dude, you know, this week we had Leo Messi who turned down, I don't know, a billion dollars to go play in Saudi Arabia. He's like, I'm going to go to Florida. I got a place in Florida. 
I'm going to play MLS. Now, we can look through that and go, you're transparent. You're getting part of the Apple broadcasting, you know, rent uh, as part of your paycheck from the ML from MLS to go help pay some of your freight for joining a team that's like third from the bottom in the total standings. And it, you didn't even know we were going to talk soccer today. Yeah, we're yeah, talking it, yeah. pal. Anyway, like Messi's like, I have tons of money. I want to do something that makes me happy and isn't necessarily tinged with a Saudi backdrop. For Bryson, that was fine. For Kepka, that was fine. For Phil, that was fine. You know, uh, for Bubba and Dustin and 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 those other guys are like, well, everything is everything's dirty. Okay, two of these things can be true, but they're don't broad brush them like that because that's not really cool. You know, um, and then there's well, you know, the old uh, ABA and the NBA merged, and the old WHA and the NHL merged. Again, all true in the and the AFL and the NFL, all true. None of them were owned or funded by an entity such as the entity that, you know, you, you, we were trying to be overly careful or not careful at all when discussing. I don't remember the old WHA funded by what Saudi Arabia has their hands in, according to multiple reports and factual whatever, whatever's. Yeah, you, like, be, you bring up a great point there, too, because in these those other mergers, you know, it was the established that took in the upstart. This way, it's right. opposite. <laughs> yes, this way that it's 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 the people with endless money and the not so pretty record who are like, well, we'll just throw more money at it. So anyway, back to your question. I'm shocked. Um, Monahan looks like an absolute hypocrite. He just does. I, again, I know nothing when it comes to this. That's his legacy. Like, oh, it's for the good of the game. It's for the worldwide game. From from everything that we read and hear, these dudes just plain there, there's a lot of rifts and a lot of personal and again, you know, you read the tweets from the other golfers who aren't Rory McElroy or John Rahm or Scotty Scheffler. I forget who tweeted about it, whether it was Colin Morikawa and others. I love when I wake up and hear news, you know, the way it was handled was piss poor. There's so much stuff, Jeff, that you know, it's it's a really bad look for the PGA. I do feel for Rory because nobody wants to look like it, an idiot, basically. Yeah. And and then come to find out, oh, yeah, I didn't really know about this either, but I've still been out here talking up your talking points and, and my own personal venom because I don't like the way this looks, blah, 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 blah. It's weird, man. It's, yeah. it's, 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 it's weird, you know? Yeah. And they've been together at the majors because everybody knows, or, you know, I, you, know you learn something new every couple of days. The Royal and Ancient controls the British. Augusta National controls the Masters. PGA of America does the PGA Championship. And the USGA does the US Open. So the live the livers, as I started to call yeah. them, the livers, <laughs> the livers were allowed to play. And but when they show up, like the story was that. Now, by the way, the story's gonna be this. It's not gonna be your major. Next weekend, Los Angeles Country Club awaits for the US Open. The USGA's crown jewel with an amazing golf course in an ungodly neighborhood in Los Angeles. We're going to get primetime golf. It's Father's Day, Jeff. Like, this is this is what we dream of. The backdrop is not going to be the tournament. Mm-hmm. It's going to be the merger. It's going to be nonstop. And there's going to be ugly and bitter and, and yucky. And the questions are going to be answered until, and again, at some point, 
you and I as consumers of this stuff, maybe we'll tire of the same tired questions and topics. But for right now, this this U.S. Open is going to be tarnished. There, I said it. Man. Yeah, there's your opinion of the day. <laughs> yeah, I I cannot disagree with that. Uh, yeah, it's definitely going to be secondary uh, to all the all the headlines. And interestingly enough, you know, so you know, like what was it about a week or so ago? You know, Jack Nicholas said, you know, the, you know, the live golfers are basically dead to me. Is basically yes, he, he said that ahead of his tournament. And this week, yeah, yeah, yeah this week, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, this week he endorses it. So right. we might truly have the character that you formed on the Zabin show, Evil Jack. Yeah, evil, could you imagine, like, if, if the Live Tour, the the PIF or whatever, like they had their own Evil Jack, and, it, and his name was like I don't know, you know. Don, uh, you know, uh, Smack Smickalist or something. He's like, oh, well, here's what we're going to do. We're going to talk so much crap about the PGA Tour. We're going to go over there. We're going to dominate. Brooks, you're winning. And Brooks went out and he's like, okay, Mr. Smickalist, I want, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's like a bizarro, bizarro Jerry, bizarro from the Justice League of America, bizarro Superman, like the exact opposite. But to hear Jack say that, and then a week later, yeah, it's, it, you know, like, this, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not going to use the word sports washing. That stuff's above my brain grade, though. I certainly do understand what it means. I'm not going to be the hot take person, but it does seem like y'all had this fake kumbaya campfire, and you know that's not the truth. Mm-hmm. Like Uncle Jack can't look me in the face and go, "Yeah, it's what good for the good of the game. We're all happy. Everybody's coming together, and you know what we're going to do at the USGA's event? Everybody's going to walk out holding hands." Like it's the beginning of a World Cup match, you sons of bitches. Get it now. Come on, man. I'm not dumb. I'm not dumb. I know that. And Rory, I blessed it. No, Rory. It's okay to, it's, it's, it's not, it, be cordial. It's okay going forward to go, I've already answered that. That I'm cool with. But, but stick with that. Don't, don't go over here and go, yeah, now, you know what? Bryson and I were hugging. Phil and I were hugging. Because I don't believe you. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. And we're in a different time now, too, because now our sports are kind of littered with the two things that uh, that uh, that make things very difficult, money and politics. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know? True. True. <laughs> the, the two biggest evils that, that can be out there. That, uh, no, I mean, it's it, it, exactly. And again, you know, where where. I saw that I saw Bryson do an interview on one news channel and then you see somebody else pop up on another. And again, wherever we all sit with like sports is the commonality. Politics is where we go back to our sides of the aisle. And then, you know, you, I, Solly, Zabe, Galdi, whomever, they're going to go, well, I'm going to get my news from here. And oh look, there's a golf channel, a golf commentator on my news channel of preference, and you're going to go, well, that's great, but your yours is tinged through that filter. Yours is, you know, I'm going to change the channel and click, 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 and now I'm going to watch so and so on so and so. Oh, Scott, you blank, blank, blank. Why are you watching that? That me, you know, it's like, I don't know. This this one was pretty easy though. I, I don't, I. I I haven't met anybody who's overwhelmed and ecstatically happy, except for I don't know the you know 
Jay Monahan. Yeah. I don't know how much happier he's going to, how much longer he's going to be this happy. Yeah. That's yeah. Because, you know, now he's slated to be the CEO of this thing, but uh, I, I would, would right. say that his performance doesn't warrant that. <laughs> yeah. No. And Jeff, you got Norman going, it's business as usual. And I mean, honestly, and then you, there were the reports where he's the first one gone because that was, there would be no negotiation if Norman stays on. Yeah. And it's, I mean, they'll figure it out. This too shall pass, but anytime we go, you know, my wife asked me a couple of weeks ago, she's like, are there any golf tournaments upcoming for the area? And we had Liv stop by the area. We, we did not have a tournament here last year because, and you're probably better than this than I am, last year because, um, uh, what you call it, in Raleigh, where the, 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 Char- the, the Charlotte stop well, yeah. I'm drawing a blank yeah. on this. The Charlotte event was moved to Avenel, TPC at Avenel, because the Charlotte Raleigh course, and it, it, I, I'm going to vamp and, and type it up in a second so yeah. I remember it. Anyway, um, the Charlotte, the North Carolina stop was hosting, I think, the President's Cup. Mm-hmm. So they they couldn't use the course. So it came here, and it was at Avenel. So we went, PGA event. We were able to score passes. My son was ecstatic. My family was ecstatic. Spent a day at the golf course. It was awesome. This year, the Live Tour came to town, and my wife and my family were not real big fans of three days of golf and contributing to the to that whatever. We just we weren't going to support it. So they were here Memorial Day weekend, and I, I don't know if a lot of people attended. I heard it was barely watched. And I did have some friends that went and they said it was okay, different. You know, I mean, Zabe calls it the shorts and boombox tour or (laughs) something like that because they play loud music and they play for three days. And Zabe's very anti it, not a fan at all. But my wife and I were like, nah, we'll take a pass. We were kind of bummed, you know, I. I, Yeah, they well, they had they had a uh, we've had a stop here in Orlando. Uh, I did not I did not go. I did flip it on TV for a little bit just out of curiosity. Uh, you know, they played at Orange County National, which is a public course, and it it was in terrible condition. And I, I think a couple other times I've tuned in just to see how this live golf works. And the courses they've been playing on have been just doggone terrible. And the live, <laughs> event, the live event was right before the Masters. And so, uh, you know, Kepka won the event here and then went to right. the Masters and almost won that. And almost won. Oh, <laughs> uh, Wells Fargo at Quail Hollow. Ah. Scott, I was about to say hollow. And yes. I knew it was a bank. Thank you for dinging. <laughs> yes, Wells Fargo. At, well, so the Wells Fargo moved here last May. And then it was right back where it began because Quail Hollow was hosting something. Duh. Yes. Brain freeze. And I'm glad the freeze is over. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, they, they they're and I, I learned this from Zabe again. I'm not. I saw, I've seen probably Jeff a minute or three, like on somebody's local affiliate. Cause I, I think they got a TV deal with CW, WB, yeah. CW. Yeah. Thank you. I've seen it. It looks like what it looks like watching the Super Bowl on Nickelodeon, lots of <laughs> colorful graphics. I, of course I know those golfers, but it's just not for me. And you know, okay. Yeah. All they're good. Yeah. They're NASCAR style, uh, score bug. You know, I, I kind of likened it to, this almost looks like, you know, when ESPN2 debuted. And you didn't know what to make of it. Yeah, I expected David Faraday to be wearing Keith Olbermann's leather jacket. <laughs> yeah, so crazy, crazy, crazy stuff there. So last topic we'll touch on. Uh, we'll switch over to MLB. And 
So the Washington Nationals have shut down Steven Strasburg. This yeah. is a very interesting, you know, you know, his, his career has been plagued by injuries. But, you know, in 2019, you know, in fact, you and I spoke on Memorial Day weekend about the Nationals. That was when they were, what, 19 and 31? 19 and 31. The, and and the sand was being shoveled over them. And lo and behold, they win they win the World Series, and Steven mm-hmm. Strasburg was a very mighty contributor to that effort. Uh, so he does have at least you know some great success to oh my gosh to, to, yeah, to leaves, live with. But. He'll he'll never have to buy a drink in this town again. Um, he leaves with a World Series MVP. He was amazing, and it's unfortunate. And I'm not saying that people perceive because they shouldn't perceive. He tried everything. It's just sad that this is how it got to here, where he had the thoracic outlet, like I think like Matt Harvey and others have had. I think it was Harvey that had that. Yeah, I think it was him. And Harvey tried to come back and then whatever, whatever. But now it's throw nerve damage, where there's doubt that he'll ever pitch again. And I heard one person, one, who happens to live in my house, and he's like, Greatest heist of all time, that contract. I was like, how could you say that? The guy was coming off of winning you a World Series and a World Series MVP. He pitched brilliantly. And then stuff breaks. Pitching is hard. The weird parts, and from their fan base, this is probably where it gets really frustrating, is the fact that their organization is hamstrung. Hamstrung because they're paying him and Patrick Corbin. Now, granted, Bryce is long gone. Soto's returns, arguably, although he had a five-hit day the other day, Juan Soto did, he's been mostly down, and a lot of questions as to where has Juan Soto gone? What became of that Juan Soto? But they're happy. They're happy with Mackenzie Gore. They're happy with C.J. Abrams. They're happy with the others that they picked up in that San Diego trade. So, if the Nats were smart, they should lock all those and and uh, Kieber Ruiz and and like and the, for the the Trey Turner trade, like they got stuff and Josiah Gray who they got from the Dodgers and in the Turner and Scherzer whatever whatever. Like if you group all of them together, decent things will eventually happen. I'm not sitting here telling you that the fans would have been happier had Soto and Max and Tur- but. You're gonna you know you do reach a point of diminishing returns. You know this. Every sports fan knows this. Mm-hmm. But back to the Strasburg thing, you know, they let Rendon go. Turned out to be the right decision because he's never really been healthy for a prolonged amount of time in Anaheim. There were other decisions that they they made, but they haven't really paid. They haven't paid any of their own with the exception of a couple of guys, and they haven't gotten anybody to come in. You rewind the clock way prior to, to Strasburg and that big money deal in the World Series title. They got Jason Worth to come here. And they had to overpay him because no one was coming here. Like aside from Ryan Zimmerman, who was the draft pick and a lifer and their version. No, no, no disrespect to Cal Ripken, but like he's, you know, he he's he's it. He's homegrown. He's he's the guy that got to stay here throughout. But everybody else, they let walk Bryce, Trey, Juan. Others, you know, I mean, Victor Robles is still here 
and Strasburg's still here and Patrick Corbin's still here. Two of those guys make entirely too much money for what they're currently contributing. Strasburg shouldn't be faulted for any of that. The other mini, not mini bummer, big bummer. Strasburg's not healthy. And at the time that his new contract post-World Series came up, it's really hard to get it's really hard to get a chronic smoker who's overweight health insurance. It's really hard to get an insurance premium on Steven Strasburg at that time because of his health history and because of his age. So the Nats don't have an insurance policy on this, whatever's left on this contract. You can say that they cheaped out, and I'm not going to argue. You can also say that maybe that also wasn't the proper fiscal decision, knowing he was older when you gave him this massive deal, knowing that he was already breaking down, although he had taken you to the highest of heights. So there's a lot of ugly that's attached to this deal, too. I can't fault him. I mean, honestly, I think if he retires tomorrow, he can get his money. But I think he's going to keep on trying for a little bit more. And then one of these days, he'll just go, it's just not going to work. Yeah, you know what? He'll be done. It reminds me a lot of Grand Hill with the Orlando Magic. Was paid a ton of money. I think over the years, he may have played equivalent maybe of a half a season for the Magic. And, you know, and, and God bless him. He tried. He sure. kept trying to be, and, and then he eventually finished his career as a role player in Phoenix, I think. You know, it's, it's very a lot, much same kind of correlation there uh, as far as that yeah. comparison goes. So it's 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 sad. It's, you know, I, I, when my kids said, oh, what a great heist. I was like, dude, how could you say that? <laughs> a heist is someone who comes into camp out of shape or, you know, doesn't care. I don't think anybody can say that Steven Strasburg doesn't care. Mm-hmm. And the, I mean, it's just, it is a bummer to read headlines that shut down, tried, but no, tried, but no. Yep. I, it's, it's, it's done. It's a bummer that he wasn't in the greatest of shape and they couldn't get a proper, a premium that made sense. You know, we'd love an insurance policy on this contract. We don't think he's going to use it to his fruition or be able to perform at the highest of highs and, and take the contract to its, you know, end of term. But dear God, I mean, they, they it's basically a bleep show all around, man. Mm, for sure. All right. Your Philadelphia Phillies. What's your take on their season so far? You did get Bryce Harper back. Yeah. At least. Uh, what do you think? There's too many days. And, you know, you, you, you see what that neighborhood's like. Your team with a fantastic uh, come from behind uh, last night and, and win. Uh, over the Mets, who were up 10-6, I think, or yeah. even maybe even worse than that. I mean, the Mets are probably the they're 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 the they're, they're the ones we chuckle at these days because yeah. it just it just ain't right. They're like, you, you wait a second, Degrom's gone, and again, obviously, wishing him the best of health. Mm-hmm. Nobody knew anything like that was going to happen, um, especially because it it already happened, and now this is time too. Mm-hmm. But you go out and you spend lots of money on two old dudes, and I love Max. And I, I I have nothing but respect for Justin Verlander. That's that's, but they're they're banged up, and you know there was underperforming, and now Alonzo might head to the list. Whatever, that's fine. Mets get well soon or don't. <laughs> I every time I re-notice that the Phils have won three or four in a row, they play a Mets or a Braves team and get s kicked, and I'm like, you beat the Tigers all you want. Help me here. Like too many, too, so far. And again, early June, Jeff, there's plenty of time. Yeah. Get it rolling and keep it rolling. Don't just beat up on the bad. 
you know, Turner goes into awful funks. You know, we got we got sports radio people in Philly going, if I could undo that deal, I would undo it in a second. Everything you saw in the World Baseball Classic where you're like, they're going to win the World Series. This is great. I'm glad Bryce is back, but they need their they need their guns to constantly perform. I I, I never thought, you know, never thought I'd say it, I really miss Reese Hoskins, and that was just a terrible injury. Mm, yeah, but it, it seems like he was the glue guy. Um, they have really good players, and they have some decent pitchers. I miss Zach Eflin. Mm-hmm. I'm glad he's doing what he's doing in Tampa. Dude's been fantastic you know start out like a house of fire it's also a very good baseball team but they um too much start and stop would be my assessment so far i want to see i want to see start beat the bad teams beat beat some good teams please like you you know you you don't come to washington and 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 make an impressive comeback against the nats and then win the last two and then carry on beating detroit and then Go play Atlanta and get swept, or go play the Mets and get swept. I'm like, those are the teams you're gonna have to beat. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I I kind of look at the Phillies and think, well, if any team is going to challenge the Braves, I think it, it should be I th- that. One. I think it will be that one. Uh, yeah. You know, the Marlins are doing well right now, but I, I mean, they're still very young. Uh, are is that sustainable? We'll have to wait and see. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, in the Mets, you know. The, the Braves have clearly gotten in their heads. Uh, with no, and, and look at the – Jeff, pull back the lens and look at the entire National League. Dodgers are really, really good. But are they the dominance that you saw of a year or two ago? And the answer is no. Um, Arizona's feisty, but Arizona and San Francisco – like, it's the Dodgers and, okay, you can have the Central. I mean – I, you know, I'm glad. I'm really glad to see what's going on in Cincinnati. And again, I, I'm I'm absolutely no expert, but they call up Dilla Cruz, and there's a buzz, and they come back and walk off the Dodgers. And I mean, they they were blank to end the series, but he's been amazing. Like, let the kids play. That's fun. That division's wide bleeping open. Yeah, you know, the Pirates have resurged. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. right. The Pirates were they were like the the story of the beginning of the season. You're like, who? Oh my gosh, this is great. But again. Pittsburgh, much like Cincinnati, loads of young kids. Let them play. That's fun. But that's wide open. So I look at Atlanta and Los Angeles. The Mets are an absolute balloon spiraling around the room with, you know, like it'll get out of air and it'll just collapse. Or they'll start they'll win 10 in a row. We have no idea. But it's Atlanta and the Dodgers. The Phillies should be there, but they can't. They can't. They can't be as inconsistent as they've been. Well, and what 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 have we seen the last uh, two years out of the uh, National League East? Teams that haven't won a lot of games in the regular season but got hot at the end. <laughs> no, right, exactly. Took them all the way. You know, there's your runner up again. Yeah, Great. thanks. Yeah, so there you go. Well, Scott, as always, man, I appreciate you uh, giving me some time. And uh, again, you've already done one shameless plug, but please uh, add more. To, to the oh, proceedings more. before we leave. Uh, sure. Uh, you know, behind the scenes, BetQL, BetMGM Tonight, and, uh, you know, wherever podcasts are available on Patreon, uh, do a little something with my friend Steve Solomon. Zabe joins us every Tuesday on the Lynn Murray Solly. We got to get Timmy back in there. He's in Vegas, so the time difference is not our friend, but he's killing it on the VSIN network. God bless Timmy. Uh, just celebrated his 10th wedding anniversary. We love Mr. Murray. And um, Zabe joins us on Tuesdays, and then we are on the Zabecast on Thursday record for a Friday date. So 
you know, just again, it's different era, different age, but good to talk to your friends, Jeff. And you're considered a friend, so always glad to stop by, brother. Yes, thanks for being a friend of the program. Very much, very much appreciated. And uh, we will talk again soon. You got to be well. Thanks for listening to Jeff Allen Sports Talk. Follow Jeff on Twitter at Jeff Allen underscore 88, on Facebook at Jeff Allen 88, and the website JeffAllenSportsTalk.com. And you can reach out to the show anytime by email, JeffAllenSportsTalk at gmail.com. Jeff Allen Sports Talk is brought to you exclusively by Kramer's Salve for Dogs. Does your dog itch, suffer from debilitating skin allergies, or trouble hot spots? We have the solution using the healing power of neem. Kramer's Salve is a safe and natural approach to help your best friend live an itch-free life. Go to KramerSalve.net to order today with new low pricing. That's K-R-A-M-E-R-S-A-L-V-E dot net.